0: Hello podcast listeners, this is James. I am coming to you in advance of today's episode uh, with a little apology for the sound quality today. Um, We're still kind of new at this podcasting thing and uh, we had a little technical issue that I didn't really realize was going on until we got into the editing booth. Um, So you're going to hear some pops and hisses, that kind of thing. You can blame it on me and not being consistent with my microphone setup Uh, thank you guys so much for listening anyway and for being patient we thought today's uh topic was was really cool and we wanted to uh to share it with you so please enjoy and uh we'll see you next time thanks peace um gosh i want you to watch
1: hamilton we should riff i know And then it starts with like the nine words a second or some ridiculous.
0: I don't know. That's crazy. I don't even know. That's really good. I can't even. I've never heard it before, so.
1: Okay, so you know how you look at the cassette jacket because that's how long ago. Cassette jacket? That's how long ago it's. Well, since the time that I was interested in music and needed to know what the lyrics are. Because look, I am, I can't handle people singing the wrong lyrics, knowing, or like...
0: Do you want to go hang out at the mall <laughs> after this? Shut up,
1: shut But you know, uh, it's important to know the lyrics. So, cassette jacket, CD jacket, or now, lyrics for, yeah, so I sit with the lyrics for Guns and Ships, that's my favorite song slash rap, because it features David Diggs, I'm a big fan, and with the fastest rapping in that play, right. it's so good, and with the lyrics, with the cassette... Tape jacket open. Still can't get it. I'm like going ah. Rewind thirty seconds. Then I feel like I need to put on my reader glasses. Right. What are they saying? Why is it going so fast? It's. I'm just happy that I can get the intro, the introduction for him. You know, the the vouching for him, the the introduction for for a tech weekend. You're about to do a talk. um, Marquis de Lafayette's about to do his his talk, and I'm going to introduce him. And I can do the end of that, and I'm man, I feel proud. That's cool. And that's not even that's cool a lot.
0: I'm I'm intrigued. And they're like so that.
1: excited. They're so excited. Oh, you could see it in their body language and in the way they express themselves. It's so good. I hope I'm not building it up too much.
0: No, I think you're okay. Okay. Yep.
1: I don't want you to feel disappointed. I don't think you would be. It's that good.
0: That's what that's what <gasps> Shoot, I hear. That's what I hear from literally all of my friends, the people. all the people that have watched it. I haven't watched it yet. It's August, what's it, 20th, 2020 and I have yeah. not watched Hamilton. That's what we're talking about.
1: I feel like there should be a citation for that. Because it's that good.
0: There should be a citation.
1: Mhm. You should have to do time in a room with a tv and watch it so when the neighborhood kids come over if they start aggravating me mm-hmm. luke's little group of friends mm-hmm. if uh i want to get them to leave i'll put hamilton, hey, on. hamilton.
0: <laughs> i'm sure Lynn manuel miranda will like, love to hear that i'm sure he will love not to hear this that. again yeah
1: but i hear i secretly hear luke singing the songs or humming along you know gotcha i'll call him out he's not happy about that
0: okay is he is he a good singer
1: um, it's hard to tell because he doesn't like sing with uh, the intention of singing. That's a that's a the mom, rhythm gets him.
0: That's a mom no. That's <laughs> I a don't mo- know. That's a mom lying in the he sand. He doesn't
1: sing. He doesn't sing like for singing. Okay. It's it's a definitely a Gloria Stefan situation is where he, the rhythm has got him. Is he? <laughs> and he can't withhold. <laughs> his body. Is he entertaining? His... Oh yeah! If he wants to be, for sure. Okay. Oh, you know he is. Okay. He smells his food still. Well, that's fine. He smells his food.
0: He does smell his food. That's right. the thing
1: where you're like, does he always. Does he always do that? Yes, he does. Okay. Well, he's suspicious. It needs to pass the smell test. I'm going to continue to talk about nothing (laughs) for a while. Then we should better steer the ship. We should start our (laughs) podcast, huh?
0: We should do that. Um, Welcome to the sixth episode. Sixth. Holy cow. I. We're I'm already do that again. off of one hand. We are. I'm not going to do that again, because that was funny. So, <laughs> welcome to the episode that comes after episode sixth five. Sense. Yes, the sixth episode of the Late to Church podcast. I am James.
1: And I am Nikki.
0: Howdy. How are you? We Howdy. hope that you're doing great. Um, we hope that you are... Uh, really, really enjoying uh, the end of this chaotic summer. We usually don't put Isn't a timestamp on thing. It, it, I can't it, even
1: tell what it is.
0: It's it's, it's weird. Hot it's and hot and we're not in school. It's hot and we're not in school. <laughs> um, although a lot Which of people have summer. although a lot of people have gone back to school. True story. At, this point, at least, at the time of this recording. So yes. um, it's we haven't really talked about it, but it's like like. Covid time. Mm-hmm. Everybody is wearing we're a mask, and in. we're five months into Covid. Um, if that gives you an idea of when uh, we recorded this, if you're listening sometime in the future, or Oof. if you're a time traveler who has oh, us wow, on your, time you have you have us on your, like downloaded on your phone that you took back in time, and you're listening to us in the past. Do you think
1: they're gonna have phones? That, that
0: would be awesome.
1: I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna happen in the future. What do you mean? I don't know. It might just be like a chip in their arm or something.
0: Or in your brain. In your brain. I mean, it's that's what it is Could already, that. really. Hmm. I mean, they, there's so much on your phone now that you can't, essentially it is a computer. you can't live without it, right? Right, yeah. right. So it's like, it's, it might as well be embedded in your brain. Like, Ooh. you can't live without. That's anyway, disturbing. We're we're not talking about what we said we would today. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so we digress. So Nikki's had a lot of caffeine.
1: I might have had more than my daily allotment.
0: I haven't had any. Actually.
1: That's terrible. Yeah, it's oh. weird.
0: Um it's not typically Gosh, I feel what happens. Like we need Wait, to yes rectify I, the yes I have. Yes I have. I had a cup of coffee this morning. Um but I haven't had as much as I usually have.
1: That sounds sad.
0: Yeah. Um but I am I'm feeling pretty energetic. Mm-hmm. Good. So that's exciting. That's good. Um we're talking about something kind of heavy today, and I think that's why we're both kind of skirting around it.
1: Is that what's happening? I
0: think that's what's happening. Golly. Um You should be a therapist. Maybe. How does that make you feel? Cause you see
1: things that I didn't. I didn't see that. How does that make Are you we feel? Skirting around the issue?
0: Maybe. I think so. So I am. I'll be honest. Internally, I'm having a hard time uh, putting this out there because I feel like there's a lot of our um, listeners, our our audience, uh, assuming that we we have this <laughs> great audience. Um, I think. I think any. I think uh, anyone. This this topic is going to apply to anyone and everyone who can hear this right regardless who is human regardless of your role um in the church regardless of whether or not you have a very deep uh relationship with god or if you've established that relationship at all if you maybe have established that relationship at one time and then left the church or you know whatever your situation might be or if you're like that rock star person who's at mass every sunday and you're really excited and on fire about your faith um, this is going to uh not only we're not only talking about you today but this is a situation that is all of our responsibility within the church yes and i'm gonna put a label on it
1: james and the label i know
0: and i'm just gonna call it judgment that sounds tough it sounds tough that's why we right? skirted it around that's this. why i was a little <laughs> bit scared of it um so we were we, we took a week off right mm-hmm. we did we gave ourselves the goal of recording five episodes we recorded five episodes we took a week off we then both we had our sabbath we both kind of hated it <laughs> i think because um, yeah. we because we've we've come to really enjoy this time hashing, uh, it out. hashing it out right and um i was in mass yesterday and the readings for mass were uh it's it's the parable of the workers in the vineyard from matthew's gospel and um i thought you know um there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of like angstiness and animosity, and a lot of things we can unpack in that gospel reading, and, and we'll read it. Um, but I, I started to think, you know, at different times in my life, I've been on on both sides of the issue that's presented mm-hmm. in that gospel, and, and to just give you a short synopsis, basically, Jesus says that uh, heaven is this vineyard. God is the is the landowner. God is the the, the head farmer, I guess, in this vineyard. Or, or vine grower in this vineyard, okay? And he's, um, he needs people to do some work for him. So he hires some people at SUNUP, the the very uh, beginning, of, beginning the day, of the day, and he yeah. says, I'm gonna pay you this much, right? And then he hi- hires some people about midday, and he says, I'm gonna pay you this much. And then some people come along around five o'clock, and he says, I'm gonna pay you this much. And when they, uh, when they all go at the end of the day to be paid, they all get the same amount. Mm. And there's, um, you know, if you can imagine, like, you show up at 5 o'clock and you get paid the same amount as the guy who I mean, shows up score, at, like, 7 a.m., right? right? Like, there's some rejoicing if you show up at 5, um, and hopefully some, some gratitude as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are the one that showed up early in the morning, you may be feeling a little burned. A you're little? Feeling, what the? Yeah, yeah, you're feeling, like, that would not, any any workplace, certainly here in the United States, but I think probably in most, like, civilized society like that would be a big yeah. deal and we're not putting up with that and i quit that unless you pay me right yeah um uh of course you know uh, if if that if that the reading i'm sure will be familiar to you if it's not um just know that god is not talking about um money necessarily the way that we understand money he's talking about uh, a reward he's talking about grace um in the sense of of his love for us mm-hmm. right and and his um his desire uh, to call us all into this very, very deep and profound relationship with Him, and we've talked about that quite a bit um, in the first few, few episodes here. Um, that's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough on a lot of levels, and the more that I started to think about it, um, the more that I realized uh, this is a this is a hard teaching of Christ that we need right now. It's a hard teaching of Christ that yeah. we need. Uh, in the church to kind of call us to um, a greater awareness of one another and a greater awareness of the vast infinite love that that God has for us.
1: Right. And I think it's difficult because of our own understanding, right? Most Mm -hmm. people in in any other situation in life, that's not how things pan out. You know, you don't get to invest one hour and reap the reward of 10 hours worth of work. Mm -hmm. And if you've been working the whole time, you're going to be ticked off that somebody else got you know you just you're envious i guess of sure. the people who would reap the same reward for little effort sure we don't know when we that doesn't happen
0: sure and there's some there's some fundamental things to kind of to kind of talk about um how our our relationship with god is different and our and just the nature of god like god is different That's than the thing. he's than, set apart than we are yeah he's set apart he's holy right um i'm going to ask you a question to kind of set up oh, this gosh. gospel can yeah. i do that I didn't I didn't oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't ask uh, before um, we clicked record. Do you ever um, find yourself in the situation where you, you, you have four children uh-huh. where you give something to one of your children uh-huh. thinking that the other three aren't gonna find out aren't gonna find out?
1: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Does yes. It, I'm does totally it, prepared to answer that. Okay. Does all it all the time.
0: Does it ever come back to to bite, me? To bite you? Absolutely. Can you give us an example? You don't have to use their names or anything, but like,
1: I mean, like I will take them out individually. If, like, say they have um, a doctor's appointment, dentist appointment, whatever, I'll take the one out and take them to lunch. And then, you know, there's this conspiracy thing where I'm like, okay, we're gonna stop at the um, this intersection where there's a garbage can so we can get rid of any evidence, gotcha. right? But sometimes a couple make it inside, and then everybody else says where'd the Panda express come from where we didn't get any food and then i'm just like uh, uh, don't you have a dentist appointment coming up you know and then i'm like backpedaling and trying to when do I, uh when do i get to treat them special
0: so do you ever as a mom do you ever hear that's not fair
1: of course all okay, the okay
0: all the time right gosh
1: even not even in that situation i hear that's not fair i mean nothing's fair right
0: nothing's fair right so nothing's so fair. before we read this gospel i i want to kind of introduce Kind of this concept that i've been thinking about and and you know i, I said at the, the top of uh the episode here that we would be talking about judgment or the label we put on it is judgment mm-hmm. and that's true but i think a um an element of that is um is, is this idea of fairness we have this idea mm. of fairness uh, especially here in the west that um fairness means uh you know for for lack of of a better definition it means like Equal. like equal in the sense of quantity okay gotcha. like like equal in the sense of of that person gets something so i get something right mm-hmm. and, and, and ever there's kind of this this desire to um to always have you know what someone else has and and we could we could talk for days on being grateful for the things that we do have and we could talk about you know being happy for your neighbor um uh, there's there's a lot of different mm-hmm. things to unpack but i think what what happens, like the, the thing that really struck me about this gospel reading, is that it reminds me of how um, how sometimes we want to take. It's not that we just want to take ownership in our own lives of uh, of our relationship with God, but we want to take ownership for other people as well, and we mm-hmm. want to be able to tell people not only um, not only maybe you know the, the who, what, when, where of their of their worship, but we want to tell them about their own worthiness. In sometimes very Ugh. destructive ways and that's how that's to, to me that's how this this gospel really relates to judgment so I'm gonna I'm gonna read um, the gospel it's a little bit of a long one right Buckle but up, it's a kids. good one it's a good one yes, buckle up good. that's right okay here we go uh, this is from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew the kingdom of heaven this is Jesus speaking right. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard, going out about nine o'clock. He saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You too, go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off, and he went out again around noon, and around three o'clock, and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, he found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, They thought they would receive more but each of them also got the usual wage and on receiving it they grumbled against the landowner saying the last ones worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat he said to one of them in reply my friend i am not cheating you did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage take what is yours and go what if i wish to give this last one the same as you or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first and the first will be last. This is a painful oh. gospel. This is a painful gospel, especially for a lot of us who work in the church, right? It is a tough thing to hear.
1: Because it, it feels not
0: fair. It feels not fair. It yeah. does, it feels not fair. So um, something I was, I was going back and listening to our very first podcast and there's a tip that you gave at the end of that podcast on um on how to encounter God and your mm-hmm. tip was to remember uh, that we're all equal in Jesus's eyes we're all we're, he no, loves us place. he loves us all the same we're yeah. all in first place right and I realized how hard that is to do And mm-hmm. in, in in putting it in the context of this gospel I realized how difficult that is to do and how often I struggle with that on a daily basis right people um like we said it's the pandemic I'm, I'm in charge of all of our live streaming at the parish that i work at and and so i'm there early and then i'm there late after mass pretty much every day yeah. right and people walk in and i i i see the way that some people genuflect and some people don't and some people seem to take communion really seriously and some people don't and some people you know they they i don't know people have their little quirks right mm-hmm. and my 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 human brain wants to one it wants to categorize everyone into like, you need a stack like this them. one's this one's doing it right You're and this one's holiest. not <laughs> right exactly and you have some work to do exactly yeah so um and then the other side of me uh is is really really hard on myself in that time and really you know is like why are you paying attention to that person like oh. just focus on mass like what what are you doing right and it's very judgmental of myself right and so both of those behaviors are signs that i'm i'm seeing kind of, to me at least, and especially reading this gospel, I'm, I'm seeing God as like this, this math equation, uh, right? That if I put in a certain amount of time or if I, if I hmm. put in a certain amount of effort that I deserve a certain amount of God's time and effort back. Yeah. And the thing is, that's not how God works. He's not a math equation. He's not a math equation and he's not limited to, exactly so so if i'm if i'm thinking of a quantity of god's love that i want um or if i'm thinking of a quantity of candy that i want right okay and i'm saying i want this much candy uh-huh. you know a uh, five gallon bucket full of gummy bears Ooh. that'd be my favorite thing ever right really if i'm thinking i love gummy bears. i am
1: thinking chocolate okay yeah gummy chocolate covered gummy, gummy bears
0: are pretty good mm. <laughs> <That's a little laughs> it's actually weird. really good um, okay But if I've I've got this five-gallon bucket full of candy, and I'm thinking that's the greatest thing ever, but God has an infinite supply Mm. of candy. And let's say His infinite supply of candy is (gasps) calorie-free.
1: Ooh, you just left the ante.
0: Let's say that, right? Wow. I I get so focused on on what I want and what I think in that situation that I I totally miss the abundance that God has for me. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, I, I do that with other people, too. We we, we, we mm-hmm. do that with other people. We look at you know well this person should be doing this instead of looking at look how look how amazing that person is uh, who God created. Look how amazing mm-hmm. it is maybe that they're in mass for the first time right. in however long right or maybe it's amazing that that person goes to goes to daily mass every single day right and yeah. and so instead of seeing these these positives um, and, and seeing not only um, like like what they're, kind of that person's in, inherent value, right? right. Like, just the fact that they're a part of the fabric of the church. Um, but I'm also not seeing how much God loves them.
1: Yeah, because like you're saying, w- w- am I not looking at the person saying, look how amazing it is that they're here. So, I mean, I guess you could flip that too and, and just um, not focus on them at all and yeah. focus on God's abundance. Exactly. Wow. He's calling and they're hearing and they're here. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Like Yes. It allows. I think that gives us a perspective of seeing how far-reaching he is.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so, so, all that essentially is to say that I think we spend a lot of time as a church, or maybe maybe I can speak anecdotally. I shouldn't speak for the whole church, but a lot of times, um, I think we 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 spend a lot of time. Uh, kind of putting ourselves in God's role, right? Putting ourselves yeah. in God's shoes as opposed to, um, you know, kind of taking the opportunity to just be in God's presence. Mm-hmm. Right. And we want to be like, instead of ambassadors for the, for the faith, instead of witnesses for the faith, we want to be like arbiters of the faith or we mm-hmm. want to be the person that says who gets in, we're sitting with our doesn't.
1: little table with our clipboard at the front of church and it, like, okay, let Exactly. Me check you out. Exactly. There's this mm-hmm. little clipboard in our mind,
0: you know. <laughs> what are you wearing? What do you look like? Yeah. How how um how long has it been since you've been to Mass? Are you you know, are you and and for those people that are you know, on, on its in its most basic on its most basic level, those people that are coming back to church for the first time, are they are they really being welcomed? Do they really feel like oh, you that know hurts That hurts
1: my heart to even think about that it, that it somebody's does uh braves the car gets the courage to come back and doesn't feel welcome
0: mm-hmm. and it's and it's simply because of this false idea that god owes us something mm-hmm. because we're already a part of the church yeah news flash so much news flash being a part of the church is not the goal of your life right going to heaven is the goal of your life and those are different yeah those are different so um you know, your, your salvation, we, as Catholics, we believe that salvation comes through the sacraments, and it come, especially our baptism, right? And, and it, that there's this process through which we um, uh, we engage and kind mm-hmm. of transact with the church, right? But all of those things, those things only serve to put us in a position to receive God's grace. Yeah. Even, even if we go through the motions of the sacraments, if we say no in our heart, if we're not invested in that time, in that moment— God doesn't force that grace upon us, right? He's very gentle. He's very gentle, and when we are open to that grace, that grace is infinite. Mm-hmm. It does not have a finite amount. It's not a 5-gallon bucket of gummy bears. It is like Thank goodness. think of gummy bears just they just keep going and going and going and going throughout all space and time, right? Like
1: the grains of sand.
0: Like the grains of sand. There you go. But okay? Gummy bears. Uncountable.
1: Uncountable. uncountable. Enumerable, Enumerable uncountable. is a better word. Uncountable. Um, uncountable. I like uncountable.
0: I just thought of the count from Sesame Street. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, he was cool. All right. Uh, and he was purple. He was purple. <laughs> For some reason. Uh, uh, he nose, didn't get much sun in Transylvania. Yep. No. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Uh, it doesn't happen. Um, so, and he still had fangs. It's a little kid show. He happen? still had fangs, you know? Well, that's good. I know. Yeah. I've watched it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's two. There's two real big flaws that that we're going to kind of talk about today Ouch. that that kind of come up in this thing. And, and one is one is judgment. One is looking at someone and and um, you know judging them for whatever reason, regardless of what side of the, mm-hmm. that coin you're on. And the other one is is uh, is kind of putting trying to put God in a box, right? And kind trying to be God's sort of distributor the person in charge um it's important it's important to remember too that sometimes if you're that person that um that walks into church maybe for the first time in a long time or you walk into church and you you are not uh what a what a who someone might expect you don't look like Mm -hmm. someone might expect right and those are all very cliched things but um cliches happen right and um does that you know, sometimes I think there's also like this behavior that that um, you know you can you can you can go to church and do whatever you want, and you don't have to respect the process because I do, because yeah. because God loves you, right? And I do that,
1: think people yeah have that as like a checkbox. Yeah. Like If I've done that, then I'm free, I got a free pass. Yeah. For how I live my life.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, like like Jesus was a you know going back to Jesus example. He was a very, very good Jew and he he lived his life religiously. Like he, Mm. he, he, he did and said things that were, um, in line with being a first century Jew Mm -hmm. in first century Palestine, like according to their customs and traditions and culture. So that religious part of it is also really important and actually showing up to do the work in the vineyard is really important. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope.
1: Can be. Mm-hmm.
0: So where do we take this from here? How do we how do we get to a point where um, where we are uh, giving each other the credit, maybe giving ourselves the credit, giving ourselves and each other the opportunity to to just go to mass and encounter God, to just go to mass and and let Him love us, to mm-hmm. just go to mass and kind of be in that relationship with him
1: yeah i think it comes from um trying to see him through his lens and mm. not ours mm-hmm. it's hard not it's hard to take our humanity away and, and see through his divine eyes that my grace is not only efficient but it's abundant mm-hmm. for everybody regardless of of where you come from i can't help but think of um the in the school system though. IEP the individual education plan or 504 for people who have um educational difficulties differences uh and you know there's this little graphic that shows um like a fence and and kids looking out at the field of a game being played and they have little step stool type of thing I mean think of like first second third place you know kind of a graduated Um, different sized so you could say that the person with the higher platform was having an unfair advantage but the person who's there is shorter so they need that Mm -hmm. little step up and I guess I'm thinking of that you know from God's perspective he's willing to accommodate us in whatever means necessary to get us to see the game Mm -hmm. he wants us to participate in life and um, I know from experience with like the 504 plan you know some of the accommodations that kids have in place other kids or even parents are just like you know it's not fair that they get the test read to them or blah 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 but if their situation is such that it's not um you know equal doesn't always mean fair Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know that's the image that's coming up in my head sure for um a just as well as abundant god Mm -hmm. um is the 504
0: plan so yeah so so that uh, i i think that's a i think that's an awesome image and and you bring up that word just like jesus uses that word in the in the parable that we just read Mm -hmm. right and and he 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 tells his um he, he this this landowner tells the workers in this vineyard i will pay you what is just and we and we automatically assume i think and it's almost there's almost like a surprise ending right like a a twist twist. ending at the end we automatically assume that that justice is going to be some some kind of quantifiable number you've worked like it's an hourly rate it's an hourly rate right you make ten dollars an hour you've worked five hours you get fifty dollars right so so there's there's that kind of of feeling and certainly in business that's that's fair and that's that's kind of what we have to do Mm -hmm. um but again god's love is not money his love is not even quantifiable quantifiable and and really it's it's we can't even really articulate it right like we Mm -hmm. can we can you know we we hear in scripture that god is love and we hear about all the wonderful things that his love does for us and we hear that god so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son but that's really you know kind of the tip of the iceberg especially when you start to consider how many people since the bible was written since you know the the last scriptures were written how many people have been christians and remain Mm -hmm. christians and even gone to like like horrible deaths yeah in you know like just steadfast behind behind their faith right and and so you can't really just say that you know um at any one time any anybody really understands truly you know to its deepest extent the love of god and so when when God, when when this landowner is saying, I'm going to give you what is just, it's actually, it's really God kind of saying, I love you as as much as I love you, as as much as God can. And that is a gift that I've already given to you. Mm -hmm. It is already yours since you were, since before you were made, right? Yeah. It's that love has been my gift to you. It is yours. I have, I have sort of, earmarked it right i have said this love is yours nobody can take it away nobody can take it away and and also you can't earn it
1: another misconception
0: you can't earn it
1: so if i go to church extra times and do all the things right and check all the boxes i can't
0: earn it god doesn't love you any more than he already did because you can't love something more than infinitely loving
1: Mm, what's beyond infinite
0: I don't know. There was always that, like, weird nerdy kid who'd be like, who infinity an plus one. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh yeah. You're the worst. Yeah.
1: In my mind's eye, this is what <laughs> I was thinking when you were saying, I was like, God's just saying, I got you, boo. Mm-hmm. I got
0: you. Absolutely. Don't worry. Because I
1: feel like there's, like, a little bit of a worry in me, like, oh, but if, if you're going to give all this to the person who came at the end, there's not going to be enough for me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I mm-hmm. got you.
0: Mm-hmm. And And that's the thing is there is like there is enough, right like Jesus' love on the cross is it, it does not just extend to holy people it doesn't Isn't it just, just
1: ridiculous humanity that we can't understand that i
0: I, I think I think we can understand it I, I think we can't keep it in the front of our minds for very long. Oh, I think it's one it of those lost. things that that gets lost pretty easily right that yeah. that you know i I went to church today and I and I'm feeling really good, and I'm feeling really holy, or maybe I went on a retreat and I'm feeling that uh-huh. retreat high, and I feel so connected to God, and God's right there with me yeah. and and then you know we compare and contrast that to those times when God is like nowhere to be found, and i he's mad he's mad at me, and I'm mad at him, and everything's yeah. terrible, and I need to go to confession, and I'm a terrible sinner, right? yeah, but the reality is God is just as present to you in those moments, and he's he's he he loves you overwhelmingly yeah. in those moments. Regardless, yeah. I want to put this message out there to anyone um, anyone who's listening mm-hmm. who might have gone into a Catholic church or any other church uh, and felt like um, there were other people in the room or other people in the experience that that didn't welcome you it mm-hmm. didn't feel didn't make it feel like you belonged or didn't maybe didn't make it feel like you deserved a relationship with God I'm sorry
1: no.
0: I'm really, really sorry Me on behalf too. of the church and on behalf of of just our humanity. Um, I'm really, really sorry because that is not what God has for you. And that is not what God intended when he put people in charge of his church, When he, when he gave people that very sacred role of being witnesses to his gospel and to his love. Um, you know, certainly in the Catholic church in the last, you know, I mean, probably the last 50 years, but certainly the last 10 years, there's been a lot of stuff to apologize for a lot. And, and over time you can read a history book. There's been a lot to apologize for. Um, but that doesn't change God's love. It doesn't change the fact that, that God, um, wants you to encounter him. Uh, radically, and and wants to be in this in this love relationship with you, that really does. Um, you, you you said it earlier that really does set you apart, mm-hmm. right? That really does make you holy. That really does change your life. And I think when we, um, you know, when we kind of look around and we say, you know, why is person X, Y, or Z getting as much love as I get, or or why why do they feel like they can. They can just show up to mass and they don't, you know, we're, we're the ones missing the point. Yeah. We're the ones missing the point when that kind of stuff happens. And on the flip side, I hope that you feel encouraged by this conversation to get more involved. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you are someone who for whatever reason is marginalized, right. And there's a million different reasons why that might be the case. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a youth minister with a tattoo. Dun, 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 dun. James. I know, it's crazy. I can't believe you I've, shared that. I've definitely gotten, I've definitely, and I know like every youth minister I know has tattoos. It's weird, but I've definitely, <laughs> um, I've I've shared that with people and I've gotten some weird looks and I've gotten, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like that's kind of been. There's
1: definitely a, um, a potential stigma, stigma depending on, I don't know, generation mm-hmm. or even upbringing type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So whatever it is, it's kind of driving that stigma in your life. If you're one of those people that you feel like you've been maybe, like, like like kind of pushed away or marginalized whatever that stigma is i'm telling you that overall um there might be some grumpy person at whatever church you went to that cares but i'm telling you that overall the church doesn't care and that the church is for you right the, the church it really doesn't is
1: the church is made up of people of like people you like, like you. me you know and i want to say too i i know that um you're speaking to the people who may have felt marginalized I, I d- don't feel marginalized for any one reason other than like going into a new church. Mm-hmm. So, um, just feeling not welcomed. And I almost want to say like, because of ethnicity, sure. I wasn't welcome at our first church. Like I wanted to be welcomed. Sure. I didn't feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And then m- moving churches felt scary, but you know, there are also people who are very welcoming. Mm-hmm. I was, actually um amazed and to this day continue to be amazed at the um unconditional welcoming that happens at at my church right now mm-hmm. that um encourages me and almost challenges me to like step it up sure step it up sure
0: yeah there's there's i mean some of the some of the um you know some of the most amazing and I talked about this in a previous episode might have been the first episode where you know I talked about going on a mission trip mm-hmm. and and what's really beautiful about that is you you go every year that I've ever every mission trip I've ever gone on I've gone thinking in my head I'm going to help them I'm going to bring something I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to help them and it was a very genuine like I want to help kind mm-hmm. of feeling um but I I always leave going I'm I'm really the one who who got so much closer to God I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the one who, who I, I, I feel so much more open in my mm-hmm. in my faith life in my relationship with him out of these experiences of of really just looking at the world through somebody else's pers- you know from, yeah. f- from someone else's per- perspective like looking at the world through someone else's lens and it's it's a it's a really um, I think can be uh, a really awkward thing and maybe sometimes a difficult thing to recognize in the moment. Mm-hmm. But I think if you, if you give yourself the opportunity to to kind of let God lead you in those moments and that's, and, and, you know, one, like one way that I do, I do that and I know you and I have talked about it is really just kind of like just asking questions like, God, yeah. what are you, what are you, what are you trying to teach me here?
1: That's an important thing.
0: It's an, it's a really important thing. And and what it does is it, it, it keeps you. Um, it keeps you mindful it keeps mm-hmm. you focused on god and you're not focused on that wage like receiving right. that wage or, or receiving unfairness. that that you know that fair thing right that's gonna that's gonna again make god a, a math equation right you're you're yeah. you've then you've then become just more focused on on god in the first place and, yeah. and god being present and um yeah
1: and his infinite love for you i keep thinking of you know, when you're talking about the fairness and stuff like that, I'm like, if we could just ad- approach our relationship with him like a love affair, mm-hmm. because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's pursuing us and he's crazy overabundant with his love for us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's stop the comparisons of who's mm-hmm. getting more of a wager, you know, because that's all in our, in our eyes. From his perspective, he mm-hmm. is, he's overwhelmingly abundant with each of us.
0: He is. He is. And, and, and like overwhelmingly abundant is a, that's a really, really good way to describe it. I, I don't think that there's really a phrase that, that can, can begin to make it make sense of, of like, like how, you know, how big God is. Because
1: there's no human comparison. There's no human, that. there's you no, there's
0: no human comparison, right? So if you can imagine something like just you know a a road or a building or something that just goes and goes and goes and goes for forever infinity plus one in yeah for this like infinite amount of space and time and whatever that that kind of gets you there but i think really what that does is that just that just maybe puts god a little bit into perspective and and we start to begin to see how how big he is Mm -hmm. and and how like if we really had faith and we really trusted in him we wouldn't wouldn't need to worry about whether or not he's going to give us our share. Mm -hmm. Our share is going to be so much more. Our share is infinite. It's Mm -hmm. going to be so much more than we, we ever could imagine so much more than we ever could deserve or earn. Um, And, and there's a lot of freedom in resting in that, in that realization. There's a lot of freedom in operating out of that realization. Um, I got a chance last summer to, uh, visit some nuns my, my girlfriend her great-aunt is a nun on the the she, she works in the, the Rio Grande Valley area a very Im- impoverished area of mm-hmm. Texas and You know these these it's just these three, uh, you know women that lived in this in this house um, together uh, and um, very very uh, Generous and very fun, you know ladies mm-hmm. uh, that were and they're all they're all older um, but seeing them interact with the people that they serve and seeing them interact with one another and just the way that they really um it's not that they don't care about anything else but they they care about god first in everything it supersedes it supersedes everything so if you're playing like they love to play scrabble right so if if you're sitting there and you're playing scrabble with them you know they might not say anything in particular but there's just this air that there's just this joy that comes across because they're confident in their relationship with God, right? If you're sitting there eating ice cream with them, there's this joy that comes across because they're confident in their relationship with God. I think that's the goal, right? To me, that's the, that's the goal is that, you know, we've got to get to this point where, um, as, as witnesses of God, we are living out of what we witnessed, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of us spend time witnessing to God, but then, you know, suffering for the sake of whatever right something else and and we don't really live out of out of that experience that we've had Mm -hmm. in in christ um and then i just look i'll be real honest with you i wanted to talk about this because i've seen so many so many teens so many of my my teens over the years and and facebook has allowed me to keep up with them or instagram or twitter whatever and I see so many of them that have drifted away from the church because they have some sort of identity crisis or because they have some sort of um some sort of thing that they're holding on to it can be their sexuality it can be their 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 friendships it can Mm -hmm. be it can even be questions that they have about the faith right it's Mm -hmm. just there's something that they're holding on to and they don't feel like the church is a safe place to like to ask those questions and explore those things so if you're one of those people that is um, is struggling in that way, know that the church is a safe place and know that if you if you don't get uh, a welcoming response, if you don't get someone who's compassionate and empathetic when you talk to someone, don't talk to that person anymore.
1: Yeah, remember that it's made up of humans. Find somebody There's else. There's going to be someone there. Please,
0: yeah. please keep asking until mm-hmm. you find someone who's willing to talk to you with love and with kindness and with empathy, no matter what church you go to, Catholic or otherwise, oh, yeah. right? keep looking because those people are out there and they want to help you.
1: And God's pursuing you and mm-hmm. so he'll put the person in place needing to find you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I think. I think that we should talk about some ways that we can be a little more um, a little more welcoming. Okay. A little less judgmental.
1: Oh that's hard. Okay. It's hard. I'm pretty judgy. <laughs> I got a no, not, no, not.
0: I got a text yes, message from Nikki today that's oh, saying gosh. saying that she was she was extra sassy. She's feeling sassy. I,
1: I, I had a little bit extra coffee today. That might have happened. I felt a little sassy. I feel like I need to kind of rein it in. No, you're doing good. Rein it in.
0: How can we? How can we be? Um, you're 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 a mom. Like mm-hmm. like if if what what do your what of your maybe maybe this is a loaded question. I don't know what. What kinds of things what kinds of uh of interactions have your your kids needed to be engaged in the church over, or, over the years are there are there things that you can think of as like that worked really well and then maybe th- other things where you're like well, that didn't that interaction with that person didn't work
1: i'm not, I'm not sure i understand your question
0: we can what would what have,
1: what have my kids um seen that i've had to kind of uh guide them with with
0: or 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 maybe like you from that kind of third-person perspective, have you uh-huh. seen things that other people have done that have been very welcoming, and then have you seen things that, that haven't oh, been?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, I've got some. Okay, so like I said, my church I just adore, and there's, um, I think when I tend to think of the altar society, I usually think of, you know, my grandma and her s- s- friends and siblings and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's usually like, oh, they're judgmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of them my grandmother was judgmental look (laughs) my my siblings and cousins will attest that for Uh sure judgment oh you're either not catholic enough or you're too catholic you know what i mean sure i i ebbed and flowed in the categories for her because you know Uh she's a grandma so she's got to tell me what i'm doing right or wrong but i then went on with my own assumptions that all older ladies who worked for the church were gonna be like my grandmother and be judgmental. But I was not met with that at my church. Hmm. So I was met with people who um, not only welcomed me and like, just enough can't be said for having conversations with someone and making eye contact Mm -hmm. and keeping eye contact. Asking a name and then using the name, Mm -hmm. using someone's name has been so, um, I've just felt seen. Mm -hmm. And then here's the thing, you know like in our catholic church how we have this love and appreciation for mary as jesus's earthly mother this Mm -hmm. is it's just this relationship that we i lean into Mm -hmm. very much Mm -hmm. when as a mom when people take my kids in Mm -hmm. so when the altar ladies go specifically to my kid like bypass me Mm -hmm. and talk to my kid who i know is struggling Mm-hmm. holy smokes, it's huge. Walls are broken down. It's and huge. I feel I'm like a puddle on the side. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we're all going to go out to eat afterwards. You co- tells my kid, come with me, help me bring these things to my car. Nikki, I'll take him. And I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. She's mentoring him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it. I wasn't looking for it. Sure. We might have had conversations in the past about struggles or frustrations and she held on to that and she cared for him so mm-hmm. i think you know in those situations i don't know that i was talking to my kids about it but it was almost my own um misconception and judginess of what a certain generation does for the church sure and and my little group has um kind of demolished that stereotype mm-hmm. for me and i'm grateful for it oh yeah, yay, yay.
0: I, I, I think, I mean, I think there's a, there's a really, uh, fantastic lesson in that. And that, that taking the time, I mean, you know, it's, it's an, it's an old, it's an old rule. Like you don't judge a book by its cover, but mm-hmm. taking the time to get to know someone, um, is, is not only, uh, it's not just a nice thing to do. Like it is essential. If you're yeah. going to be a disciple, you, you yeah. cannot disciple other people without, without doing knowing that them. because people will not. Um, they will not witness Jesus in their own lives if they don't feel like they can relate to him. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we can relate to Christ really is by relating to one another, right? Like I, I can't, I can't tell, I I do a lot of storytelling, um, as a, as a youth minister and it's not something that I really do intentionally. It's because there's really no other language Mm -hmm. to articulate. Like if I'm talking about how much Jesus loves me, I, I, I can't. Again, I can't really quantify that. I right. can't give you like a, like a dictionary definition, right? So, so I have to talk about my own life and I have to talk about how my own life, like I have to look for places where my own life like relates to the lives mm-hmm. of, of the, the teens that I work with. Um, and that's, that, that's something that I, that I, I guess was modeled for me um, most effectively by both of my grandmothers. Mm. Like both of my grandmothers were, were very, um, very, very they they both did a lot of work in their respective churches and they they uh, were both extremely um extremely holy I know everybody thinks that about their grandma right but but they what? were they were, no, just <laughs> they were they were they were very very good people who who tried to be good and tried to teach their children and grandchildren about mm-hmm. about God and about the love of God and you know the the lesson that I've taken away as I've gotten older is is both of my grandmothers were interested in everything that was going on in my life they wanted to know all mm-hmm. about it all the time right I, I had very few conversations with them at least that I can remember that started out with them like like kind of you know telling me to do something or or, or talking to me about just their stuff mm-hmm. right it, it was always they were always very curious and, and very excited about what I had going on and I, I look at that and I think, you know, um, as holy as my grandmothers were, if, if, if I put them into the parable and, and if I think mm. about them as being the, the workers who got there at sunup, right? Like they right. got there at, at, at sunrise and they started working, they've been working all day. That means I'm the person that showed up at five o'clock Ooh, in their life. You know what yeah. I mean? But I know immediately that my grandmothers would, would, want that for me they They would would want that love and that that relationship with god for me in abundance in abundance Mm -hmm. right to me that's that's making that's Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you're talking about with the with the altar society like Mm -hmm. seeing you know because god loves me and i'm comfortable in the fact that god loves me and he loves me abundantly i love my neighbor god loves my neighbor i want to do what god wants which is Mm -hmm. to 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 make this person feel loved, yeah. right? And so I'm going to be an agent for that. I'm, I'm going to be a part of that. Agent. An agent. Dun, yes, dun, dun, I like dun, it. Dun, dun. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was dumb. Um,
1: <laughs> no, I love that because it's already there. It is. His love for us is already there. It's already there. So it's just a matter of us being agents to kind of take the scale, help, no, we can't take the scales off their eyes. But, you know what I'm but, saying. But it is, I like mean... To so, kind of reveal it, to yeah. show, to... Show you in the human form. This is what a, the abundance of God looks like. This is a small scale of what the abundance of God looks like.
0: Exactly. So I, I, um, I, I might have said this on the podcast before. Maybe I just told you the story. Like, it wouldn't be a podcast, a Catholic podcast, if we didn't drop <laughs> Matt Marr's name at some point, <laughs> Matt right? Marr. Yeah. So he's awesome. Check him out James if you've never heard Matt him. Marr. I did. He's got pictures I, a couple to prove times. It. It's cool. Aye, aye, aye. Um, the the so Matt Marr came. I was working uh, at another parish, and Matt Marr came to give a concert. Uh, at our parish, and um it was really cool. it was a lot of fun he This was over ten years ago fifteen years ago it was a long time and um it was really cool his his a couple of his big songs had like just come out, so he was still like doing small shows for relatively cheap oh, right yeah that 's awesome and, yeah it was really it was really neat and he he came out for an encore at the end of the night and he said um he said two things he said one that um jesus only Really promises us two things. He promises promises us his peace, and that it's going to be hard, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. and that was that was groundbreaking to me. That yeah. was like, wow, that's earth shattering because it's true. If you read the yeah. gospel, those are the only two things that he really promises us, right? The second thing he said that was really profound was he said, "You know, when you're in any kind of ministry, you start out thinking that you're going to go." To where the people are, and you're going to take Christ with you, and you are going to be sort of giving Christ to mm. the people. Once you get out into ministry, you realize that the ministry and, and being, a, being a witness of faith is actually going into people's lives, going into communities, and pointing out how Christ is already there. Already there. And that is such a difficult thing, I yeah. think, for us to, to hold on to sometimes. But when when we... Listen, I've done ministry out of that mindset, and I've done ministry out of the mindset of like, I'm going to change this kid's life, right? Yeah. And and that second one doesn't work. It's, and it's exhausting. It's right? exhausting, and it's miserable, and the kid's yeah. not having any fun, and I'm not having any fun, oh, and it's yeah. terrible, right? Yeah. But when, when I... You know, in ministry, when we, and I know you can relate to this, when you just kind of step back and like let God work through you,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's it's incredible.
1: Because he's already there.
0: Because he's already there.
1: And you know what? That brings me comfort.
0: Brings me comfort too. Takes a load off. Yes.
1: That's good when it's not all on your shoulders.
0: It's amazing. It's like way better.
1: Hmm.
0: Way better. It is. So, uh, rules for the day. Um, Don't be judgy. Don't be judgy. Don't be judgy, and uh, if you do find yourself, um, uh, if you do find yourself being marginalized, if you do find yourself feeling like you don't fit in, none of the disciples fit in.
1: Isn't that the best? It's the best. Jesus, have you watched the chosen? Jesus year? didn't fit in. Dang I, have it, not, James. I have not. I have not all you people watch the chosen <laughs> or hamilton i haven't watched yeah, the chosen weird. or hamilton yet i'm sorry Your homework is way overdue. i know
0: it's way overdue um but seriously like like if you can if you take anything from today's episode don't be judgy and then if you if you're feeling judged know that that's not the love of god that's not coming from right god. right that's coming from very human humans and we're sorry we're sorry i don't
1: want that for anybody i don't want it for
0: anybody either I think we'll be back right after this for uh, a tip on how to encounter God, which we haven't been recording lately. So we're going to record a couple of them today. Woohoo. Woohoo. Be good. (laughs) Oh, we should close in prayer. That's what we do. Our Father and Oh, that's what we do. That's what we do. Because this is a churchy podcast. (laughs) Here we go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Check us out on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast. And you can email us at late to churchpodcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Adios. All right. And we are back with um <laughs> some tips on how to foster encounter and uh we we hope that you are are trying these things and we hope that uh I tell you what, if you're trying them and they're working, let us know. If they're not working, let us know. Yeah. We'd love to to hear you your thoughts and to kind of hear where you're at uh in your um in your encounters with God. No harm no foul. No harm no foul. Yeah, exactly. Um and we're we we we're coming up with these things a little bit on the fly and a little bit like kind of depending on where we're at in our lives. Right. And something that has been working for me lately is if I see something beautiful, I give God credit. And I don't mean that I'm like, Oh, you know, like praise God, like I'm Ooh, not like a, sunset. like a uh, uh, you it's know, beautiful. Bible thumper, holy roller or anything like that. Um, but I am sort of in my mind and in my heart, just kind of saying, you know, God, that, that, that flower is is really pretty and i appreciate the beauty there that um this experience that i had in mass was really beautiful and mm. i appreciate the beauty there this person that i just met is really awesome and i appreciate that person's you know beauty and, and perfection um and that hopefully uh, is coming out of uh one of the gifts of the holy spirit called piety right and it's not necessarily about um uh, about walking around with your your hands folded all the time or or being this like perfectly holy person that prays at every opportunity Really, kind of about recognizing God in the everyday. So, um, I just try to be, you know, grateful and be mindful that uh, that if I see something beautiful, I give I give credit to God. So that's, that's, that's good my, because that's He tip. is everywhere. He
1: is, and His beauty is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you then say praise Jesus Sometimes. or praise God?
0: Usually, just in my in head, your head, in my head, in my heart, not yeah. out loud. Not out loud. Okay. Not not usually.
1: Okay. Okay, my tip for encounter, this one might require a little bit of boldness, but I think everybody has a li- at least a little bit of boldness in them. Mm-hmm. And this one's new to me, like okay. within the last year, and I'm a couple of decades old, so it's new, but it's good. Okay, What about inviting a clergy over for dinner and having an encounter? This is what I think is so cool, knowing our clergy as humans like hey clergy let's watch hamilton together do you know what's the most exciting thing in the world is what? watching hamilton with your
0: clergy is it it is nice it's nice. so
1: fantastic so
0: uh, father ed loves hamilton so i might <gasps> i might have to i might have to do that that
1: sounds i'll might provide the that. popcorn sounds i good. think yeah sounds good encounter
0: Okay, so and absolutely, getting to know getting to know your pastor, associate pastor, even the, the deacons, even just the staff, seminarians, members, seminarians. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're not Catholic, like like invite your pastor over. They, they again, no matter what denomination they are, they they are in ministry because they want to let you know how much God loves you.
1: I mean, if we think of our life as like a tapestry, mm-hmm. this is so important to just weave us all together. Mm-hmm. just Weave it all together.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. Very cool. We'll see y'all next time. And we're praying for you. We are. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Bye. Did I interrupt you? I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That <laughs> stand in there. That's hilarious.
1: What the did I interrupt you? Uh-huh. All of this. Are you still recording?
0: Yes. The Late to Church Podcast is an AMET Creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme song is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Follow us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or contact us at late podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We're praying for you. Peace.